Petersfield's Shine Radio. Growing together with Anne-Marie and Claire. New every month and only from Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello and thanks very much for joining us in our gardening podcast, Growing Together. I'm Claire Venice and I'm with... Anne-Marie Powell. Nice to see you, Claire, and everybody, actually. Yeah, nice to see you too, Anne-Marie. How are you? Good. I am good, actually. It's been tough, hasn't it, being locked down? Yeah. But I have really savoured my garden and just coming out here, I haven't spent as much time as I would do, obviously, in the summer or spring, but I have made sure that I've been out here every single day. It's have just, you really? Yeah, it's yeah. been glorious just to get out here no matter what the weather is and just look at the sky and know that we're all underneath it. You're so good about doing that because I know during the first lockdown you were out in your garden every day and did your My Real Garden Insta Live programme which was watched by so many people and, and kept people going. It helps, doesn't it, to get out there? It helps me to keep yeah. on doing that, quite honestly, Claire, yeah. as well. So every week I know that I'm going to be live on a Sunday there and it just, you know, you've got to prepare for it and you've got to try and keep people going through these difficult times and they have been difficult. So, and I'm not going to go on being miserable and, and gardens are not miserable places, I think. So we do have our failures it can be frustrating but actually you learn from every single mistake you make so you know nothing ventured nothing gained is what I think yeah gotta give it a go (laughs) for sure and there is still things to look forward to everything we're doing now in the garden really does get us closer to spring and it's going to be a better spring for the time that we are spending out here right now and that's got to be good hasn't it yeah absolutely it's good to work towards things isn't it it's good Mm. to have a goal in sight Mm. and I always look in January I'm always looking out on the ground for those snowdrops to pop up and or maybe even some early daffodils daffodils mm. if I remember rightly were quite early this year yeah I mean it all depends on the variety as well so as well as the weather so it depends on whether you know we uh, you've planted things like February gold that are supposed to be the first ones out and then you can have daffodils flowering sort of right up until April by choosing the varieties but there's so many other bulbs to choose from and you know, and they're actually rather good at not beating us up too much if we plant them late. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You can still sneak a few tulips and bits and bobs in, can you, in December? I'll let you into a secret. You can plant, really, up until sort of January and even later. Mm. <laughs> okay. You know... I know that I've still got a bag or two that I haven't managed to get into the ground and I will be popping them in, you know, now. And Mm. if there are still bulbs in your garden centre and they might be sprouting a little bit, buy a bag, you'll get them discounted and put them in. So, you know, they, they do want to grow plants. So, and because a bulb, essentially, it's got all of its food material in its bulb itself. Mm. That's its food storage organ. So you're planting a ready-made flower for spring by planting it, really. It's quite easy, isn't it? It's quite an easy thing to do. Yeah. As long as the ground's not solid. Absolutely. And also share some time with the garden wildlife. I mean, mm. I've, we've, I've been digging over a few of the borders. so, And um, it's been lovely to spend time chatting to my robin friends. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what do you do in December? Do you bring foliage in from outside? Do you decorate your house up for Christmas? Do you think do lots of stuff like that? Do you go 
crazy? I know you make a wreath. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I will do this year. So we're quite lucky that we've got a gigantic hedge at the bottom of our garden. So and that has lots of ivy, um, holly in it, and and we've also got lots and lots of mistletoe growing in there. So it's a good opportunity to chase my other half around the kitchen when I get that down. (laughs) Don't know if he likes it, but I quite enjoy. (laughs) Does he see you coming out with the secretaires? (laughs) (laughs) He's just like right, run for the hills upstairs. Lock myself in the bathroom. Here she comes. (laughs) But no, I do enjoy doing those sort of things and. And we always wrap ivy all the way down through the banisters. And, and I start to do that pretty early on in December, actually. And then I just add to it. Mm. So, <laughs> just like, so by the end of the sort of festive season, the whole fit thing is dropping to bits. And this leaf litter all walks through the whole of the downstairs. But I don't care. It's yeah. just so wonderful to bring the outside in and just celebrate nature in that way. And I find with things like ivy and and all these different plant foliages that you can use in wreaths and to wrap around your banisters or over your mantelpiece or even over pictures, they don't really need water. Mm. So you can give them the odd spritz with a spray gun of water every now and again if you think about it, but they just dry and they look perfectly acceptable for weeks on end. So it's quite easy. I'm no florist, but I do enjoy kind of pretending I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's the time of year when you can. I mean, I do make a wreath and I tend to make it in the first or second week of December but I, I do make a morning of it if I can to go out and literally go for a walk with a bag mm. and my secateurs mm. and just carefully pick bits and bobs because I have some bits in my garden I have a bay tree so I tend to use quite a bit of bay yeah because it is quite a big bay tree but there might be the odd bit I can find as I go on my woodland walks yeah but you always need more than you think I, you know whenever I make yeah, a wreath I always you do. hope I have enough and it's good to collect stuff off the floor as well I think you're right you always think that you've got enough but you haven't and this is why I think that layering approach of just having some floristry wire so nearby it's close to hand at this time of year is super super handy yes yeah. <laughs> we've got loads of it some of it's getting quite rusty in our garage now but <laughs> it's it's there when it's needed to be there how do you go about making your wreath because everyone has a different way yeah I, I have yes I do have a bit of a process I tend to make little bunches maybe five bunches of the same thing so five bunches of ivy or five bunches of bay and then I just, I put them on a wire ring that I bought from a garden centre or online, you can get them. And then I just kind of build it from there. So I'll start off with the five, five or six, maybe seven, depending on how many I have bunches of one type of, of leaf. And then build that round the circle. And then I just add to it as I go around. It does hurt your fingers and your thumbs because that, that garden wire can get quite, well, it's hard, isn't it, after a mm. while. So, um, I, and I don't tend to use holly because of that because mm. it hurts so mm. I put holly in a vase instead mm. and so I just build it that way and then towards the end when it's all kind of got quite full I um I'll twine some more ivy different types of ivy around or stick some old man's beard in it yeah or pretty. some um rose hips something like that maybe even bung a few dried seed heads in actually yeah whatever you can yeah no absolutely I like the way that you're using bay as well because it just mm. smells good doesn't yes, it yes it does that and oh also um, rosemary yeah absolutely and if you've got eucalyptus in your garden as well that's a good eucalyptus. evergreen and, yeah you know and even things like you know ligustra anything that you've got that's that's evergreen you can throw it in mm. I do mine slightly differently shall I tell you how yeah I do please I use a coat hanger <laughs> 
that's a good idea. An old metal coat hanger. I mean, you have to pad it out a bit. Mm. So I use whatever is kind of the most foliage kind of frenzied material in the garden. And I just literally, I don't use garden wire. I do use floristry wire. Okay, and maybe you can that's get my, it, yeah. Because you can get it online, you know, approach approach your garden centre, see if they've got any, because they cover lots of bases these days, don't they? Mm -hmm. They're not just about plants. But it's just a lot finer gauge and it's much more flexible. So if you use your coat hanger and then you just thread and just keep wrapping and wrapping and wrapping to make kind of like a, um, a smudge, you know, sage smudges. So that they're just kind of, it's almost like a bandage of yeah. any kind of foliage. And then just, you can get pre-cut floristry wire in sort of six inch lengths or you can just chop up what you've got long lengths. And then I just wrap it as I go, tie knot, just twist it around where I need it to be. So, and just the more the better of everything, really. So yeah. the size of a coat hanger, it does become quite wide <laughs> and fat by the end of it. So in anything I don't like, or is just fading, I just get my secateurs, chop it off, and then just stick another bit in. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's like, a really good idea. It can always be changing. If you've got the yeah. time, I mean, we have a lot to do over Christmas, but usually, but we've got far more time on our hands at yeah. the moment, haven't we? So, Do you tend to spray with any spray colours? I know some people like to spray things silver or gold or, you know, add some colour or put baubles on yours. Do you do that? Yeah, sometimes I'll stick baubles. It depends on my mood. Mm -hmm. But I saved all my allium seed heads and they've been drying upside down in the garage since, you know, May, really. So May, June. So I am going to get slapdash with the old spray paint and um, have a go of that. I won't, don't think I'll put those in the wreath. So, but I might actually spray a few cardamom pods and, and funny things like that. I might root around in, in the kitchen cupboards and see what I've got that might look nice. Star anise is also yeah, good, isn't it? Yeah, star anise yes, might be yeah. quite nice too. So, and um, yeah, I am going to spray, well, the thing is, I've got two silver and two gold spray tins. So I know that I'm just going to be spraying everything, actually, aren't I? If you've got them already, you might as well use them. <laughs> once you start. It sounds like once you start, they need to be used. Yeah, yeah. you can't stop once you start. No. So, I mean, even my children might be sprayed gold and silver by the end of it. But You can add lights as well. I mean, you can get these lovely little lights that you can put in anything, can't yeah. you, nowadays, to just make it bright up? Just battery-operated and... yeah. or, you know... We don't get quite so much sun for having uh, solar ones on wreaths on doors. It's not quite enough sun, is there? No. But, no. but certainly lots of little battery-operated lights is, mm. is a super idea, isn't it? Anything to give us the sparkle back. You know, and the sooner be... the better as well, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And I think it can be hard to motivate yourself as well, and particularly people who are living on their own. So, And I just think, you know, at this time of year, we should look out for people like that. Mm. So, And if you've got a neighbour that's on their own, why not just make a wreath for them whilst you're at it? Pass on that love, leave that on the doorstep when you go for that walk. I saw a lovely thing online not too long ago. A group of people in the UK come together and they have been collecting jam jars, taking the labels off and putting flowers in them and dropping them off for people who are on their own or who are elderly or shielding, just leaving them for them, you know, as a nice sort of little little gift really. And I thought, how nice to have people who think along those lines. And I thought, well, maybe you could actually... I haven't done it yet, but maybe you could actually put some compost in these little jars and pop a few smaller bulbs in them and then give them as gifts to yeah. people. Because they can just put them on a windowsill yeah, and then watch them and, you know, just so nice to see something growing, isn't it? And something to look forward to. I think that's a super that's idea. A really sweet idea so, and you, you can grow things, bulbs in anything, really. Mm. So they really are kind of 
really up for a bit of neglect so they're super easy for people to to do to yeah grow they don't take on their kitchen windowsill and and just watching them grow just gives you a little bit of something to look forward to doesn't mm, it yes a mascara or something idea. like that you know love that, can... that idea so anything that you're doing if you have got someone in your road or you know that you walk past their house when you're doing your sort of bit of exercise that we are allowed to do then yeah, super idea just to drop something off to give it a bit of sparkle to their day as well, I think. Yeah, you could wrap a little label around, couldn't you? Make it look yeah. Christmassy or something like that, yeah. a little bit of a ribbon. We've got a ribbon box. I shall certainly be raiding that quite soon. <laughs> it's going to be a phantasmagoria of flowers, you know, foliage, dried flowers and just general ribbon and mess. I think, I think why not? Why it's not? Of all yeah. years, you know, why not just go wild with it? Yeah. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Trying to sort of bring a bit of joy into the house. Yeah, well, we've got to do something, haven't we, in the evening? So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's keeping us out of trouble, it's true. So, yeah, and what about poinsettia? Have you seen those in the supermarket? I have, yes, I have seen them. You know, I I feel a bit funny about poinsettias. I think they're beautiful, they're lovely flowers, but because, oh, they're kind of almost overdone at Christmas. And I, I have been giving them as gifts for Christmas um, or I buy them myself for Christmas and they're lovely because everything red in December is great because it signifies Christmas but then I never know quite what to do with it after Christmas because I don't really want to see it it signifies Christmas to me and then as soon as Christmas is over and you're starting the new year I want whites I want to feel fresh I want to start again not mm. to be reminded of Christmas so I always feel quite sorry for the poinsettias because I never know what what to do with them <laughs> do you like them I do I do in exactly the same way that you do so I don't like them after Christmas mm. and they are a real faff to kind of keep going and to keep that red bloom going for the following year at the right time you have to bring them in put them in the dark bring them out into the light give them a certain amount of cold and then a certain amount of heat it's a real faff, it really is. Because they're from Mexico, aren't they? I and think so they so. need warmth, they don't they like need the heat. cold. So yeah. you need to keep them in yeah. your house or somewhere yeah. warm. Yeah, you do. And so I just kind of think of about the thousands, hundreds of thousands that end up on the compost heap. I'm sure they do. Feels a bit wasteful because it's all the plastic pots they come in as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't tend to. But if you like a poinsettia this year and you want to go for it, why not yeah (laughs) just do it i think is the case and where do you get your christmas tree from we try we do get a a, a real one i know Mm -hmm. you know there's a a bit of a movement i think sort of environmentally so for buying real ones which is oh no absolutely absolutely against buying not real ones because it is all that plastic yeah so that is you know there's a huge manufacturing process this is my belief Mm -hmm. there's a huge manufacturing process in getting our plastic christmas trees to us and then of course you know that plastic it's there forever Mm. and you know so i understand that you're not recycling a real tree but you can recycle a real tree that's the point i think and if you buy them from a sustainable source then surely that's just a it's helping a business it's a real tree it can be composted it's a sort of cyclical thing isn't it really it really is a cyclical thing and and i know a lot of people they will keep their tree in a pot and plunge it in and out of the garden so mm. but frankly i don't have the space for a christmas tree and 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 also a christmas tree that you do that with is going to continue to grow <laughs> so at some point you won't be able to get it back yeah. in again there's not <laughs> a chance you'll be looking at a 12 foot christmas tree <laughs> i know in london some friends of mine were saying that they were renting a christmas tree this year and then giving it back to the person or the company that rented it to to them so they didn't have any of the faff which i think 
it's a marvellous really idea. I've not heard of that. That yeah, is interesting. Yeah, rent a Christmas tree. But so a potted tree. A potted tree. You can tree. choose the size and... And then they bring it back. So take it back and look after it for you and someone else might have it the following year, which is, I think is a really lovely idea. That is. But yeah, around here there's plenty of choice. So some really good sustainably grown trees... Um, and people are putting in, I am, as I understand, really good controls for COVID. Yeah. So if we yeah. are able to get to them, then, you know, or they're able to get to us, then that's the way I would go. Yeah, me too. I love the smell of a Christmas tree. Yeah. Nothing quite like it. it. Takes you right. Well, it takes me right back to being a child. I always get love one that's it. too big, and Jules has to cut, you know, a foot or two off the bottom. Well, there's more foliage for you to decorate your house with. I know. I win, tend win. to do that too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very useful. It's good to have that extra stuff. Absolutely. And there's different varieties. Do you, which variety do you go for? Do you, do you depend? Does it depend? It depends every year. Just the one. Year. I, 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 try, I like to choose a non-drop species, but they all drop. So it's it, and do you know what we do as well? We go for the tree that nobody else wants. Mm. Do you do that? No, but I have a good friend <laughs> who does the same thing. <laughs> they go for the saddest looking tree that will never get chosen. Yeah, and and bring it home. I know. Do you do, do the same? Yeah, well, we do That's to so a good. point. So the children will choose the half dead one. Yeah. So I do steer them away from that. But I don't mind an ugly tree, a characterful tree. Yeah. So because it's just so lovely to to celebrate it in that way and just think, look, you're so beautiful. We want to, you know, have you with us for the next couple of weeks, really. So, yeah, so we quite like doing that. I love that you do that. (laughs) I think it's a really really good idea because there's such emphasis on getting the right tree that has the right amount of branches all evenly spaced as you go up and um i might do the same this year actually i think maybe we should all sort of adopt adopt a look after a a not so good looking tree policy because you know when the children they're not so interested in in decorating it now gilbert i do try and persuade him for a bit until he gets bored but I, I've never really bothered about redecorating the tree once the children have done it. I might move the odd bauble, but once it's done, it's done. So, you know, so we might have the most ridiculous tree in the whole of Petersfield, but I kind of I kind of quite like that. Well, it's your tree then, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Nobody else wants it. <laughs> that was brilliant. Uh, but that's where some of my alliums are going to go, my sprayed alliums, I think. I'm going to see if we can put them on the tree. And we'll also hang a few as well, I think, from the kitchen windows here and there. That's so. a nice idea. So yeah. actually putting your dried seed heads on the tree as yeah. decoration. Yeah. That's Might a really work. nice idea. Might not work. <laughs> well, I've got quite a few of those dried hydrangeas that I did still. Yeah. Pop a few Mine of those are looking on. lovely in my spare room. So they're really beautiful. They've held their colour. Yes, I caught them, I think, just at the right yeah, time. Yeah, you did. I was lucky. Yeah, that was but they luck. might look quite nice in a wreath mm. so you might see them on my front door as you're strolling by over the next mm. few weeks <laughs> either that or sprayed well i'm glad they'll come useful <laughs> so what else have you been up to have you have you got did you get your garlic in I've got my garlic in. Thank you yeah. very much. Yes, you I still have. can now. It's not too late. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not too hard to put them in because they're small. So you just mm-hmm. have to... And they don't have to go too deep either, do no. they? Just the tops to the... Just showing. At the top so, of the yeah. uh, soil. Yeah, so... And my cabbages are growing really rather well. What cabbages so, have you got? Just a, and I can't remember what their variety is, but they are a winter cabbage. Mm-hmm. My onions are going great guns. Nice. Good. The strange thing about those is that they're Japanese onions that, that would persist over the winter. And I always think of Japan as being hot 
pot and balmy yeah, but yeah. of course japan is a huge country so and um, there must be some cold spots but they have been going you know great guns you know, i think they'll be ready before christmas at this rate well, that was, they won't i'm exaggerating but certainly i've been surprised at the rate of growth on those cabbages and pak choy and kale not so fast growing mm. so and it's the first year i've grown winter veg at home and they're all outside you haven't got them under cover at all have you haven't got them under a polytunnel or anything but they are still growing that's good but just slow yeah how about you have you grown much winter veg uh they're in my little sort of cold framed greenhouse thing that i've got so they are growing quite well at the moment and actually see i have planted some sweet peas because do you remember a couple Mm. months back we talked about doing an experiment with with sweet peas that you were doing so Mm -hmm. i thought i'd plant a few as well and they have grown really well because it was yes. quite warm. Um, so I put them in toilet rolls. I put, I think I've only got maybe six or seven toilet rolls that I put in a big pot. So the toilet rolls are all sort of yes, held together. so they're together. keeping a bit, a bit more watertight. Because yes. they do desiccate from the side. They dry out quite quickly usually. Well, I think that's the problem. They've all got quite mushy in, now. In a pot's a good way of doing it. Yeah, they do. Should I just leave mushy. them in the pot now? Because I think obviously Don't the toilet roll is going to... I might put some more compost in between the, okay. the toilet rolls, is the honest truth, because that will actually keep the water in a little bit more. And it'll also make sure that, you know, they're not drying out. So and then when they do come, when you do come to be taking them out of the bigger pot to plant eventually, you'll find that they, the, 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 the roots might have gone through the toilet rolls a little bit, but they'll still be a bit more manageable. So, okay. But that is the problem, I think, yeah. with overwintering them in that way. In the mm. pot. They, they get away quicker in the spring, so you can get away with it if you're vigilant with your watering. Okay. But um, I've put mine in my mini greenhouse. That's come out again because the, there's no funds for my, my wishful Christmas greenhouse that I wanted this year. So we've got the old mini greenhouse out again. It's just plastic, mm-hmm. just, you know, zipped up the front and they're in there. They don't mind a little bit of cold. They'll go down to about minus five. Okay. Same with a lot of my hardy, hardy annuals out there at the moment. And I just go and have a little look at them, a little chat. So, and then just go straight back in again. So, yes. <laughs> you know. Are you going so, to plant any more? Because I yes, thought definitely. you mentioned that maybe you might yeah, do some more I'm around Christmas some, time. I'm going to Boxing Day. Depend, right. Well, I'm sure it won't be actually Boxing Day, but we'll see. Um, Boxing Day or the day after, I'm definitely going to be planting some more sweet peas. And I'm going to do my chilies as well then. So, and okay. I might, I might just try my hands with a few tomatoes. That early? Can you plant them that, that early? That early. No, but you can keep them growing so that if you... I mean, I don't have a greenhouse, but I'm going to give it a pop. Mm. And I don't, I'm not going to grow quantities of them, but it would just be so nice to have, you know, tumblers and my cordon tomatoes just a little bit earlier. Mm. So, and I'm going to keep successionally sowing and um, we'll just see we get where we get to. It's a bit of an experiment. I did overwinter my chilli plants, so I'm hoping that they will go out a little bit bigger than, you know, I started off with this year. So it's kind of all this cycle that I'm now experimenting with of, of just seeing what you can get away with for lo- shorter and longer. I've become obsessed, <laughs> you know, and this is all lockdown that's done this to me. I've, I'm a designer, really. I haven't gardened like this for 20 years, Claire. And but now I'm just I feel like I'm a proper gardener again. So so lovely for that to come out of, you know, what's been quite a taxing and trying and difficult experience. And I'd love people to kind of take up the mantle. Do you know, I think people don't go outside to garden because they kill their house plants. They get a house plant from wherever or give them one as a gift and it dies and they just think I haven't got green fingers. 
But I tell you what, gardening outside is a lot easier than gardening inside. <laughs> it is, because if you plant the right thing, it just does it for you. Yeah, You don't exactly. have to think too much about it. They you, get given you know, a poinsettia at Christmas. <laughs> it dies in January, on January, it's on the compost Yeah, it's on the compost heap. <laughs> and they think, right, I'm not, not gardening, I'm not a gardener. But it really is helping me right now. I'm very grateful for Mother Nature and her gifts. I suppose this is sort of the time where, although you can't grow an awful lot, it's good to kind of think about what you'd like to grow and also have a sort through of your seed packets, what you've got, if you've got any that can still be planted or you want to plant for next year, you know, or you haven't got anything of something that you'd like to plant for next year. Have have a look through and, and tidy it out, sort it out. I always try and do that and work out what, oh, I'm missing that. I'll get some of that in for when it is time to plant. It's quite nice to on a sort of rainy cold day whilst you're sat indoors thinking about what you want to be doing the following season for sure and looking over your last summer's pictures and just seeing where you want to fill some gaps and things it's a fantastic shopping opportunity at the moment these long nights isn't mm. it <laughs> so. well i've got a little i've got a little um sort of gardening diary book that a friend very kindly bought me probably five six years ago now and it is getting to the end of all its pages it's got some plain pages it's got some squared pages some lined pages it's got a lovely little sort of zippy pocket you can put things that you see in magazines that cut out and things to give you ideas and so I look through that and every year I do a little plan it doesn't always work out but in the winter when I'm looking forward to something and I want to do some gardening and I can't actually get in the garden because the weather's revolting then I'll just make a little plan up on the little squared paper draw a small version of the garden and and what I want to potentially put in there and have a look at some magazines and things like that get ideas i think that's a lovely thing thing to to do claire i really like that because all of these little acts they just all add up to kind of making next year better and i think we're all all ready for that in some way shape or form (laughs) and um you know there's is so much out there now i mean i've got hundreds of gardening books but even the really old ones they still give you inspiration and just looking at flowers and blooms and now in the depths of winter looking at your seed packets it is a glorious way to spend an afternoon or an evening by the fire it is because you might have missed something that you didn't notice before when you're looking through your books or go through magazines i i'm terrible i keep magazines so i'll go through you know magazines in april and may or something like that and cut out pictures and you know investigate what what things i can plant it's a really good way of making uh, sure that you know what works together as well doing that doing your little yeah. decoupage and your little mm. clippings because you can actually put a flower next to a flower always make sure that they will be flowering at the right time the same time so but you can really experience and explore texture shape and color without actually going to bother of buying a plant so, I guess I suppose that's what you do on a daily basis, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I do it in my head. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. I need magazines, but you've got it all there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is a good way of doing it. And it's certainly, you know, I was at college 25 years ago or more now. But that's what we did. You know, we didn't have the internet then, but we used to make mood boards. Mm. And that's exactly what you're doing, is creating a mood board. How mood board enhancing is that? Yes. You're doing it. So, you know, it's a lovely thing to be doing. So... Yeah, I absolutely agree. Agree. Looking forward to, to the next year's season. But so are you going to be putting things in? So you've got things, we've both got things all over our house and um, up our banisters, on our mm. on our trees. What do you do for kind of flowers 
Do you really bother much with flowers over the winter? I don't really. I'm all about dried flowers, mm. you know, that I've kept for the hydrangeas and bits and bobs. Um, some of the, actually both the types of hydrangeas, the Annabelles as well that I've got. Um, and I tend to put, again, that bay tree comes in and the rosemary bush comes yeah. in really handy because they, they look nice, they keep the leaves, they smell nice. Do you? Do you do anything? No, with... I'm, no I don't really. There's not much in flower, so and there's not much space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I do yeah. occasionally, I might see a, a, a very attractive kind of branch of berries and things and I might put those into a vase mm. just to kind of adorn and give a bit of lift because there are some gorgeous berries around obviously at this time of mm. year. So so any of the trimmings that I've got left over from my wreath, I might put that into a little vase mm. and just try and make some kind of, you know... My mother-in-law has the most amazing camellia bush that flowers very early, sometimes at Christmas time. Right. And so... Uh, previous years we've to spend Christmas with her she tends to, to pick the flowers and put them in little bowls of water on the table at Christmas time or in, in vases with yeah. some more evergreen foliage it's beautiful yeah. and of course there are lots of winter flowering shrubs coming into bloom as well with gorgeous fragrance I'd completely forgotten about the sarcococca that I've got this sweet box that's planted by my front door it's not in flower yet but it will be quite soon and um, that scent is just exquisite and just glides all the way around the garden. So I will pick a few sprigs of that and also viburnums mm, as well. Mm. So, and um, just bring those indoors just to give a little bit of fragrance to the house. So I have all these flower frogs that I put in vases. Have you, do you know about those? No, what's a flower frog? It's a new thing for me, so I'm going to let you know. So um, lots of florists nowadays, because they don't use oasis, they use because it's not good for the environment. You know the green stuff that mm. I remember it from school. Yeah, shoved, shoved stems into. So nowadays, what, what you do is they're called flower frogs, and they're um, they're kind of a lot of pins almost upright pins on a wooden or plastic or you know marble plate or glass, and you, that's what holds your stem into place. But I saw I was watching a florist on um, Instagram. I think it was Willow Crosley creates something like that. And um, she'd been getting all of these antique um, glass flower frogs from eBay. Now, you can pick them up for a fiver. Don't, you know, that it's not an expensive thing, but they're beautiful, almost glass hedgehog looking. I was going to say, it sounds like more like a hedgehog than a yeah, frog. Yeah, like reverse hedgehogs. And um, so they have the spaces within a glass dome and you pop the... Um, these stems into the holes in the sort of hedgehog dome-shaped glass. They're exquisite. They sound fantastic. Honestly, look for great those. gift. Yeah. So flower frogs, I think. Okay. So, so I have got to. I've, mine have just arrived. So I've oh, got to be exciting. doing something with them. So I'll shall experiment actually with some kind of winter bouquets. They might be horrific. You've <laughs> <laughs> got to but give it a go. But if you don't try, yeah, absolutely. You don't know. No, so. <laughs> frogs are there to be filled. <laughs> Some of them, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fantastic. I've never heard of those before. Really How good. How interesting. But weird they call them frogs and not hedgehogs, then. I don't know the story behind yeah. them, so I really don't. But I should really. I'm going to find out. That's another thing to put on my fireside reading list mm -hmm. the history <laughs> of these flower frogs. So they've been around for quite a long time. Oh, yeah. These are. I don't know how old these are, So, but they're certainly, you know. 50, 60 decades, years yeah. old. They're not, you know, a new invention. So, yeah. Never heard of them, but I will definitely look into them. You'll become obsessed. Mm. I, I ordered about five, because when I saw how inexpensive they were, it's perfect recycling too, yeah. of course. 
Um, well, I ordered five of them, so about £25. Perfect. Bargain. Yeah. And like you said, great <laughs> Christmas present, unusual Christmas present. Yeah. And that's, I think, what people are looking for. Just something small, something unusual, something that means something yeah. this year. I, I certainly am, you know, looking for yeah. gifts that mean something. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a lovely thing to be giving and receiving. Yeah. Mm. Everyone will be having lots of flowers <laughs> Absolutely, they will. And why not? They're very, very good. So, and what else are you going to be doing over the next few weeks then? You've got your bare root stock. Have you got your bare root roses and things I like haven't that? yet. I'm ba- I've got to buy another pot. So I am thinking of it because I do want to buy another, do- another roll dal we were talking about last yeah. month. And I, I think he definitely needs... He needs another roll next to him. So I yeah. do need to... But the, I need to buy two pots so they're the same size. So I haven't done it yet. Because you can be doing that even on a frosty day. You know, providing that you can get it in the ground do so all the way through until March. So you can still be planting. Yeah, and little bits. Because I think that's the thing. When it's chilly, you can't spend long in the garden. But if you just have a little project, a little something you can do, it's not too hard, is it? Yeah. Bung your coat on, bung a hat on. You'd be amazed. Thick socks and thick wellies. And once you get out there... You want to stay out there. Mm. I tell you, it does feel good. So it's just the right clothes, wrap up, and you'll soon be taking the layers off. And the robin will be on your, on your uh, spade handle. There is also always a bit of faffing to be done out here because the garden, it does start to become sort of quite decrepit. So you mm. want to be tidying it up as you go. So leaving food for wildlife with your perennials and the, your berries and your slightly over plants. But yeah, I just think it's good for the soul to get out here and just sniff the sniffs smell the smells you know be out here communing with what you've got and just appreciating every minute of it because you know we are fortunate to be able to get outside at all others aren't you know appreciate the simple things i think and the everyday that's live in the moment good advice (laughs) well happy christmas happy christmas to you gosh amazing i know the end of 2020 (laughs) hurrah roll on 2021 (laughs) absolutely happy christmas and new year to you claire and to everybody listening yeah thanks for listening we'll be back in january see you then growing together with Anne marie powell and claire venice only from petersfield's shine radio Shine with Petersfield's Shine Radio. Rise and shine. shine. Whatever local information comes in, you'll be the very first to know. You'll feel those ribs expand. And okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing are it. Are you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, welcome back to Rise and Shine. You're with Alan Cott this morning. What could be better? Good morning. It's good to be with you. I'm Harrison RB. It's the brighter way to start your day in the Petersphere. As long as you're breathing, <laughs> you're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, with you, Vicky. <laughs> Rise and shine, weekday mornings from six, with Petersfield's Shine Radio. I think that's lovely.